This is Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. Please rise as you are able. Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace and peace to you from God. May God fill you with truth and joy. Let us pray. Through dreams and visions, O God, you broaden the horizon and hope of your people, that they may discover the meaning of your covenant, even in the midst of trial and exile. Increase the number of those who believe in your word, so that all people may joyfully respond to your call, 
and share in your promises. Amen. Let's confess our sins. Merciful God, we have sinned in what we have thought and said, in the wrong we have done and in the good we have not done. We have sinned in ignorance. We have sinned in weakness. We have sinned through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry. Repent and turn to you. Forgive us for, your Savior, for our Savior Christ's sake and renew our lives for the glory of your name. Amen. Through the cross of Christ, God have mercy on you, pardon you, and set you free. Know that you are forgiven and be at peace. God strengthen you in all goodness and keep you in life eternal. Amen. All right, be seated, please. A reading from the book of Genesis. Then Laban and said to Jacob, Because you are my kinsman, should you therefore serve me for, uh, serve me for nothing? Tell me, what shall your wages be? <clears throat> now Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah's eyes were lovely, and Rachel was graceful and beautiful. Jacob loved Rachel, so he said, I will serve you seven years for your younger daughter Rachel. Laban said, It is better that I give you give you give her to you uh, better that I give her to you than that I should uh, give her to any other man. Stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they uh, seemed uh, and they seemed to him but a few days because of the love he had for her. Then Jacob said to Laban, Give me my wife that I may go that I may go into her, for my time is completed. So Laban gathered together all the people of the people of the place and made a feast. <clears throat> but in the evening he took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob. And uh, he, went to, into, uh, he went into her. Laban gave his maid Zil Zilpha to his daughter Leah to be her maid. When morning came, it was Leah. And Jacob said to Laban, What is this you have done to me? Did I not serve, you, serve with you for, for uh, Rachel? Why then have you deceived me? Laban said, that is not done in our country, giving the younger before the firstborn. Complete the week of this one, and we will give you, give you the other also in return for serving me another seven years. Jacob did so and completed her week. Then Laban gave him her, his daughter Rachel as a wife. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought. But that very spirit intercedes uh, with, si with sighs too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the spirit, because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to, uh, to his purpose, who, uh, for, for, those whom we, for those whom he foreknew, he also he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn within a large family. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then are we to say about these things? If God is in us, who is against us? Excuse me, if God is for us, who is against us? He who did not withhold his own son, but gave him up for all of us, will he, will he not with him also give us everything else? Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies, who is to condemn. It is Christ Jesus who died, yes, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or fam famine or... 
naked, I think it says nakedness, nakedness or peril or sword, and it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors uh, through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, uh, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'm still trying to get used to these bifocals and trying to read through them. It's not been easy. <laughs> all right. Please rise as you are able. be with you and also with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. He put put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when when it is grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a yeast that a woman took and mixed in with, her, uh, with, a, with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid. Then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net 
that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, and put the good into baskets, but threw out the bad. So it will be at the end of the, at the, end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all this? They answered, Yes. And he said to them, Therefore every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out his treasure, what is new and what is old. The true gospel of the Lord. Praise to the Lord, the word, the light. Okay, be seated please. So I say good afternoon to you. This afternoon my sermon is going to be a little different than usual. It's going to evolve around four examples or illustrations of God's love. Each will point to a different aspect of that love. As you can see by the title of the sermon, I believe that God's love is a very special love. I hope this helps you understand why. It is a love that is sometimes difficult for us to understand, a love that is difficult for us to accept, and a love that is difficult for us to imagine, a love that, that never leaves us, a love that surrounds us in a very unique and special way. Paul wrote those famous words about God's love in our second reading today. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake, we are being killed all, day long, all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So for us to get a handle or some kind of understanding, <clears throat> excuse me, understanding about what Paul is speaking about, we will approach this topic in a unique way. I would like you to imagine yourself standing before the throne of God in his court of law. God is the judge, Satan is the prosecutor, and you are the defendant on trial for the things you did or did not do in this life. Satan calls witness after witness after witness against you, and your head sinks low in shame as you remember some of the things you have done and some of the things you should have done but didn't do. Satan calls before you all those people you gossiped about, those people you didn't accept because you thought they were different than you. Satan calls before you a hungry boy who needed food, but you were too busy to pay attention to. Too busy with your own needs, your own interests, your own little world. Then comes a lonely widow that you were too busy to visit. The parade of witnesses goes on and on. Finally, all of your sins of omission and commission have been vividly exposed before the court, and you are wishing you could crawl into a hole somewhere and hide. God asks you if you have anything to say on your own behalf. For a brief moment, you think of all the excuses you might be able to give on your behavior, but then you realize how futile that would be before God. You gulp air and begin shaking your head. No, God, I don't have anything to say on my behalf. Just then, the counsel for the defense, Jesus Christ, stands up and approaches the bench. He makes this one simple statement. This one trusted in me and has repented. I have paid the penalty for his sins. 
Without further comment, the judge announces your acquittal, and you walk out of the court into God's everlasting kingdom. This first illustration shows us that Jesus loves us so much that he paid the price for our sins. Jesus went to the cross for our sins, those sins that we committed and those things we should have done but didn't. Another example of God's love is seen in the following. A wife had a husband who had an alcohol problem. He had let the alcohol take control of his life in every way, dictating how he made decisions, lived his life, and treated others. He finally realized his problem, went to, re went to treatment, then came back to his wife asking for forgiveness, asking for a second chance to make a better life for them and their children. She didn't know what to do, so she went to, the, she went to her pastor. She said, my family, my friends, all tell me I would be a fool to let him come back. What should I do? The pastor answered, do you love your husband? Oh, yes, she exclaimed. Then the pastor said, just remember that, remember this then, dear lady, you are not his judge. You are not his jury. You are not his executioner. You are the wife who loves him. And remember this also, said the pastor, even though you do not wish it or want it to be so, your husband will suffer more from your open love and your complete forgiveness than he would suffer from any punishment you might think of. Now this picture of God's love shows us that God accepts us as we are and gives us the ability to change, to turn away from our sins and make a new life. God allows us to repent, to change, and then he accepts that changed person with no questions asked. And as we are accepted in an unconditional way by him, God asks us to do the same with the people around us. Love them first, then allow them to change. Love them as they are, and they will be willing to change. Another illustration of God's love for us is seen in the following scenario written by Betty Van Dyke. She tells of a blind girl meeting a clown for the first time. Since she had been blind from birth and never had seen a clown, she got to know him in the only way possible. She tentatively traced his, ha his hair, face, big ears, funny clothing, and large nose with her very sensitive and well-trained fingers. As she investigated, she asked him questions and he answered her. In his own way, he explained to her that because of his funny face and crazy clothes, he often made children laugh and that made him happy. After completing her finger-walking investigation of the clown, she suddenly threw her arms around the clown and hugging him tightly said, I love you. Even though she could not see the clown, she could sense that he was a person who was love, who was, who was love, uh, lovable, and that he loved her in his own unique way. In this modern parable of the blind girl and the clown, we see another side of God's love for us through Jesus Christ. For in a sense, we are the blind girl, and the clown is God's love shown us through Jesus Christ. We explore that love, but we do not quite fully understand it. For as Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12, For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall understand fully, even as I have been fully understood. We cannot fully understand or fully appreciate the love that God has for us. We see in a mirror dimly, but one day we will see clearly. One day we will fully understand and see that gracious love he has for us. We see signs of God's love throughout, through Jesus in the world, in the sacraments, in the love others have for us. In a way, we are like that blind girl. We trace our fingers all around Jesus, but we do not quite fully see or understand. 
But like that blind girl, we have seen enough. We have felt enough. We have understood enough to want to throw our arms around Jesus and hug him and say as loudly as we can, I love you, Jesus. As the girl sensed that the clown was very lovable, we sense, we understand through Jesus' love for us that he is also very lovable. We love him because he loved us. And the final example for this afternoon of God's love for us comes from a story told by the late pastor Louis Valbrot as he remembers an event in his life. He says, I remember when I returned from overseas at the end of World War II. I was met by a nearly three-year-old daughter whom I hadn't seen since she was three months old. She knew nothing of her father except by a picture on her mother's dresser and the things that mother told her about her father. But daddy wasn't a person. Daddy was a, just a picture and some stories. How was my daughter to know that I loved her? She was not old enough to understand that I could, could love her even though I had been away from her for two and a half years. She didn't know the relationship between a father and a daughter. As men went, the only person she knew was her grandfather and he died while I was gone. I had to find a way to develop the relationship between us. I would stoop down, reach out my arms to her if she was on the other side of the room and say, where is the little girl that daddy loves? And she learned to come running into my arms and she knew that I would clasp her to my heart. In that way, that little girl learned to know the love her daddy had for her. In the same way, Jesus wants us to run into his arms so that he might assure us of his love. I have a plaque on my bedroom wall which says, I asked Jesus, how much do you love me? And Jesus said, this much, spread his arms out and died on a cross. And from that cross, Jesus is asking each of us to run into his arms where he will encircle us with his love. A love which is willing to sacrifice, willing to give so that we might live. God's special love has been seen in four different scenarios this afternoon. First, in a court of law where because of Jesus we, had, we have been declared not guilty of our sins. Second, we have seen that Jesus accepts us as we are so that we might repent and be willing to change. Third, we saw that we cannot fully understand or appreciate the love God has for us, but we have seen enough to cry out, I love you, Jesus. And we saw the fourth and final example of God's love for us as Jesus spread his arms on the cross and asked us to run into those arms of love so that we might find life eternally. God's special love is indeed very special. Amen. Let's rise and profess our creed. We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven, the universe, and earth, and of all things visible and invisible. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only, Son, the only begotten Son of God, God of God, light of light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, being of one with the Father by whom all things were made. He came down from heaven for our salvation. He was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man. He was crucified for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered greatly, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, whose kingdom shall have no end. He shall come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead. We believe that our ongoing journey following the path he laid for us will lead us to his eternal embrace. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified. 
He has spoken and speaks through the prophets. We believe in the sacred coalition of Christian and apostolic churches who together rightly praise and glorify him. We acknowledge holy Christian baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world and universe to come. Amen. Lord God, friend of those in need, your son Jesus has untied our burdens and healed our spirits. We lift up the prayers of our hearts for those still burdened, those seeking healing, those in need within the church and the world. For the church, that we may place a supreme value on seeking the reign of God and utilize all our talents to deepen our relationship with God. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. For all who are searching for meaning, that God will guide their search, grant healing to those who are wounded, lead them to a new understanding, and help them encounter a community where the gospel is lived. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. For wisdom, that we may be able to resist the allure of advertisements that offer easy and quick solutions to life's problems, and invite the Holy Spirit to lead us into a deeper experience of God's providence. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. For all parents, that God will guide them in nurturing their children and give them insight as they ponder options for the upcoming school year. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. For all children who are at risk, particularly those in homes with drug addiction or violence, that God will protect them from harm and help their caregivers to protect and nurture them. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. For all who are working to defeat the coronavirus, that God will give strength to all healthcare workers, insight to those researching treatments and cures, and patience to all who face daily challenges because of disease. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. For all who are working for justice, that God will help them to remind society of the truth about human dignity and inspire their words to unlock hearts and move people to action. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. For members of Congress, that God will break through the mistrust that has developed and guide them in developing effective laws to assist the unemployed and those suffering from the coronavirus. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. For reverence for, reverence for God's creation, that we may recognize the world around us as God's gift and work to promote care and respect for the soil, air, water, animals, and the human family. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. For all who are ill, especially for Molly and Jim Phelan and Aunt Patsy McCool-Barton, that God will heal them in body, mind, and spirit, restore them so that they can be a blessing to others and share fully in the life of the community. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. For all who have died, that their souls be at peace in his eternal embrace, and that those left behind will receive the blessing of our Father's presence to comfort them. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. We bring you our personal intercessions in the silence of our thoughts. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. Hear our prayers that we may love you with our whole being and willingly share the concerns of our neighbors. Amen. A bishop a day keeps the devil away. You're listening to Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. We give thanks for all we have received, O God, gifts of love and time, money and abilities. Into these bowls and into this place, return a portion of these gifts. Bless those who receive them just as we are blessed in the act of sharing them. Amen.
Blessed are you, blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and from the hands that will become for us the bread of life. For the mystery of this water and wine, we become to share in the divinity of Christ who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine. We offer you fruit of the vine and work of human hands, and we come for us our spiritual drink. With humble spirit and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Lord, wash away my iniquities and cleanse me from my sins. We offer our gifts to you, steadfast love, not because you need them, but because so others might be as blessed as we are by your presence, your power, and your peace. Amen. May the God whose life is stronger than death be with you and also with you. Come to the one who searches your hearts. We open them to God who justifies us. Let us give thanks to God who shows us steadfast love. We sing to the Lord whose grace is kept in our hearts. What then are we to say, God of creative thought? You carved mountains out of valleys, poured rivers to the seas, created galaxies so numerous they cannot be counted, and shaped us from the dust of the stars. You walked before us in righteousness, inviting us to follow you, follow in your footsteps. But we bought fields filled with fool's gold and threw out our nets until they overflowed with temptations. Prophets came to impart wisdom to us, but tears ran down your cheeks as we continued to be conformed to sin. Turning to us, you were gracious enough to send Jesus to us, to help him in our weakness, to help us in our weakness. With those who listen and understand, with those who seek a discerning mind, we sing our thanksgivings to you. Holy, holy, holy are you, God who justifies all. All creation rejoices in your steadfast love. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who, re who reveals your kingdom. Hosanna in the highest. What then are we to say, searcher, for God's most precious possessions? Like a farmer, you plant seeds into insignificant people, watching them grow into servants. Like a baker, you mix the yeast, mix the least with the mighty, the poor with the rich, the weak with the strong, to shape your inclusive kingdom. Like a lover, you withhold nothing from those you carry in your heart, even dying so that we might have life forever with God. As we rejoice that Jesus gave us everything, as we remember nothing stands between us and God, we speak of that mistress, mysterious faith which is ours. Christ died, giving up his own life for us. Christ was raised, God's treasure brought forth from the potter's field. Christ will intercede for us with joy and hope. What then are we to say, spirit of the size? 
in the bread shaped for the healing, you unfold the word to us, feeding us on God's hopes until we see the seethe over the injustices of our time. In the cup you prepared for, for the pouring, you fill us with light so we can journey into the shadows of our world, searching for those thrown aside by our society. For on the night that he was betrayed, he himself took bread and giving you thanks. He said the blessing, he broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples saying, take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. And when time ends, when there's nothing more to say, we will sing our praises to you forever, God and community, holy in one. Amen. Let us rise and pray the way that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Do not let us fall into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Graciously grant this humble church peace and unity, if it is your will. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always and also with you. Let us offer each other a non-contact sign of peace. Peace be with you. Okay. As always, we celebrate communion in the way of Jesus Christ. All are welcome to share in his celebration. No one is excluded. We humbly thank our Lord Jesus Christ for this gift that we share today. And pray it strengthens our bonds as Christians and as men and women for others. Amen. Jesus Christ, bring eternal life to those who receive it. <clears throat> May the receiving of the bread and cup of life, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring you to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy be for me protection in mind and body and healing remedy. May the bread of life keep me safe for eternal life. Are you going to receive communion? <laughs> okay. Keep me safe for eternal life.
but has passed our lips as food, O Lord. May we possess impurity of heart. That what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity.
seed planting, fish netting, bread baking, pearl hunting God. You shape us into living parables. Pray with your spirit in us so that we may understand our experiences as healing metaphors and become creative and abundant stewards of the environment you entrusted to our love. Amen. All righty. Be seated for the announcements. Everybody's favorite part of the service, the announcements. Okay. Hopefully no computer problems this time like we had last week. Let's see, is it going to come up? Not yet. Let's try again. I have to say it's running rush, but much, much better. We're getting all the graphics this time. So, the announcements. I say we are, and then we don't get them. <laughs> Go figure. All right, let's just move on with this. Here they are. Go. Pray at DallasULC.com. Pray at DallasULC.com. You have a request for prayer. That's where you would give that request for prayer. We pray every day here at Dallas Universal Life Church. You can choose to have your prayers said during our everyday prayers, or you can ask to have them said during our Sunday prayers and intercession with the entire congregation. You can choose to remain anonymous, or you can give your name, whichever you choose. Again, that's pray at DallasULC.com. You know, you can make a difference. Um, none of us here, let's see if it's going to bring this thing up. I'm not sure which one it is. <laughs> let's see if it's going to bring it up. Of course not. See, I, I had to jinx it and say something about this not having computer problems. We are going to have computer problems. Okay. None of us here at Dallas Universal, Life, Dallas Universal Life Church take a paycheck. We are all volunteers. We all do this for the cause. And if you see anything you like here, if you see or hear anything that you think is um, worth going on to, worth, worth continuing, worth keeping going, uh, we rely totally on donations. Uh, and as I know it's a tough time right now with the coronavirus and with people out of work and whatnot, and we, believe me, we're feeling it. But the only thing that keeps our doors open is your donation. So if you can find it in your heart to um, help us keep our ministry going and help us keep getting the word out the way we are uh, and continue to grow, we ask that you uh, make a donation. Uh, just simply go to DallasULC.com and click on giving. It's a tax deductible donation. It's all done through PayPal. It's very secure and safe. Anything helps. A penny, a dollar, five dollars. Uh, anything you can handle that you feel that you can uh, let go and help grow this ministry, this church, we would greatly appreciate it. So DallasULC.com and click on giving. Now, there are some of us, like myself, who would might come to myself, might come to me and say, Bishop, you know, I, I'd love to help, but I don't have any money. You know, I'm broke. I understand. Believe me, I do. Well, that's simple enough, too. Um, if I can get the slide to change for me. You can also make a difference by volunteering here at the church. Um, we can never have enough volunteers, and it's a good way to, to get started in the church. It's a good way to get meet people and, and learn people uh, who they are and, and make some friends here. It makes it a little more comfortable, especially for newcomers. Uh, you can go to our website, uh, DallasULC.com, and, uh, and click on the uh, volunteer button. There's a list there of the volunteer positions we have available, um, but don't let that limit you. I mean, we, if you have a, something you want to you know, uh, offer to the church, we'll be glad to take it. We'll take your time for sure, and there's always, always something to be done here. So uh, if you don't find what you're looking for there, just simply come see me or just call the church office, and we'll be glad to get you set up. Great way to give back to the church. Come on. What am I doing wrong here? Let's try it this way. There we go. 
compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. All very, very important. And they all go right here to this email address. Feedback at DallasULC.com. You have one of these, you send an email to this address, and we take care of it for you. Feedback at DallasULC.com. Get ready. Hey, did you know we had a podcast? It's true, we do. We have a podcast. Every week we have a podcast. And if you haven't seen it yet, you're missing out. Because I'm telling you, the podcast is different than watching us on YouTube or anywhere else or hearing us anywhere else. It's something about it. You catch different things about the service. You, you, it's just, it's sometimes easier just to listen and, and close your eyes and maybe ride on the train home or, or to work or uh, be out jogging or whatever. And, and, and you, you kind of use your own imagination as to what's going on in the stories and you just catch different things. Plus, the podcast has some fun little, little um, uh, additives that we don't do here at the church that are kind of interesting. So if you haven't had a chance to check out our podcast, please do so. And you might ask, well, how do I do that, Bishop? Well, it's very simple. You just go to your favorite search provider and go to Your Path with Bishop Mark. Type in Your Path with Bishop Mark. It'll take you to the to our uh, podcast. Or you're welcome to check with one of our uh, uh, providers here. Let's see if they're going to come up this week. Yeah, they are. Anchor, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, Radio Public, Apple Podcast, Overcast, CastBox, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and TuneIn. I'd like to thank all of those people for hosting our, uh, Anchor is actually our host, but all of them uh, broadcast our podcast every single week for free. So we do appreciate them being out there for us. Okay. Time for a little more of this. Okay, for those of you who haven't seen that yet, let me explain it to you. This virus lives through our, our community, through hands touching and, and, and getting your germs on your hands from your mouth and your, your, your coughing and, and anything else and passing it on to somebody else. It's so important to wash your hands. Now, why do we have that stupid song? The song's not stupid. Let me, say, let me rephrase that. Why do we have me looking stupid in that song uh, for that long? It seems like an eternity. If you are not washing your hands for 20 seconds, which is about what that song was, with soap and water, every time you wash your hands, you're just wasting soap and water and not doing anything. You have to wash your hands for a minimum of 20 seconds. So that's why we play that song to make you realize, look, don't just go and drip a little water on your hands and think you're doing, doing what you're supposed to do. You need to wash your hands. And this is a way, I believe, wholeheartedly, will slow this virus down if you people can just wash your hands. Uh, everything you do, you play with the dogs, you wash your hands. You're going to eat, you wash your hands. You're going to finish eating, you wash your hands. You go to the bathroom, especially, you wash your hands. Um, keep your hands clean and use sanitizer if you can. I'm not going to go into it this much this, much this week because I, I, I know you hear me every week. Stay at home if you can. Um, you don't need to go uh, uh, to the library this week. You know, order a, a, an e-book, okay? Um, and use... Uh, Facebook and, and, and Skype and things like that to talk to your loved ones. Um, and stay clean. Wash your hands. Use disinfectant around your house if you have it. Um, and if you don't have it, try and get it. 
I, I'm tired of this virus. I'm ready for things to get back to a little bit of what used to be normal. And um, I think probably everybody is. So just wash your hands. That's all I'm trying to say. All right. I think that's it. No, I think there might be one more if I put it on here. There we go. Nope. <laughs> we're right to the right to the last song. Let me back that up. <laughs> yeah, that's not supposed to do that. So we'll back up to just leave it on. Wash your hands for now. I think I can start again in a minute. Okay. We'll start that in just a second. First, let's uh, rise for our dismissal. Go forth to proclaim God's, God's constant love. Live out that love for everyone you meet. Go forth to unfold God's word to the world. Gather up the tears of those around you as you offer the healing grace of Jesus. Go forth to tell stories of hope and peace. Spread the spirit of life all around you. Amen. May the blessing of Almighty God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Go now in peace to love and serve God. Amen. We go in the name of Christ. Thank you. 